electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Dow futures a bit soft, but still on pace for the first positive week in three. We're going to get options expiration, index rebalancing, look for some heavy volume as we head into the last official weekend of summer. Our roadmap begins with COVID, boosters, and the economic recovery. The FDA meets to debate allowing additional jabs to the general public. Plus, regulating crypto, why investor Mark Cuban doesn't think it would necessarily be a bad thing. And watching the EVs once again today, shares of Lucid are up again. Ford ramps up lightning production and Tesla's Elon Musk praising Chinese automakers. It's going to be the uh, second biggest options expiration outside of a January month. So we'll look for that. People are buzzing here about it. They're saying that, that uh, CMC should focus more on it. And then so then I try to pin people down and have a lot of friends here. And they just said, just focus on it. We actually don't know. Now, today's supposed to be the, today's the beginning of a period during the last 20 years that we've been down. Uh, I don't know whether that means this could be down. A lot of people, as Becky and I were talking about, a lot of people are trying to anticipate that it'll be down. But there are fireworks. People think there'll be fireworks here. And that is not, I don't know, since when we've been back. But it's the first time I've been stopped by a couple of people saying, if you don't focus on this rebalancing, you're missing the big story. So I don't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, B of A today, monster reallocation from cash to stocks. Uh, largest inflow into U.S. large cap ever, 12 weeks of tech inflow. Jim, they're citing uh, rede- re- receding threat of uh, tax redistribution. Well, uh, when I listen to Squawk, I mean, there are s- certain areas that they're t- talking about tax, but we're starting to hear about salt relief. Now, get this. Uh, the Association, American Association of Individual Investors just put out some numbers. Uh, bulls fall to 22.4 from 38.9. Bears rise to 39.3 from 27.2. Well, that's hard to believe that we could go down a lot without much negativity. But again, I think everyone's just saying, well, look, it's been a horrible time. Let's pull back. I like the Bank of America. Is that our man? Uh, it's uh, their flow show. Yeah, the B of A flow show. The flow show? Is that better than the evidence lab? <laughs> Holy cow, it's hard to keep track of these Nothing's things. better than the evidence lab. But, but it anyway, is the flow show. So. Flow yeah. show. Anyway, the negativity is very, very heavy. But the bounce back yesterday from the opening was actually kind of nice to see. I know, Look, I'm not going to go against the seasonals, which say this has always been down. But I do like to see if everybody thinks something's going to go down. Well, David, that tends to not happen. It's true. It, uh, we do tend to uh, perform the other way. Right. And there is more of, not unanimity of opinion, but more weighted opinion. And, so, and, yeah, that's why typically we look at bulls bears and actually it's seen as a positive. We well, should explain that sometimes. President Manchin has, oh, geez, always forget, Senator Manchin seems to have caused, a, there's a battle in the Democratic Party over who's more important. 
Now, the president's last I looked was... The president has a president. lot of levers, but Joe Manchin is one of 50 Democratic senators, and you need 51 votes in order to get this $3.5 trillion bill through reconciliation. It doesn't seem That includes, obviously, it. the vice president's vote. And Mr. Uh, Senator Manchin is, is very much opposed to that level of spending and doesn't appear to be at least willing to compromise to a level where... Uh, the, where the rest of the party or the president might be willing to go. So uh, right now, but he's been to the president. Meanwhile, Some we, the, the, the trillion-dollar infrastructure bill has yet to no, we make it to his desk either. Steel companies, despite the numbers, people don't. But believe. U.S. Steel, though, start opening Apple a new mill. Yes, and I know that the capital budget from Newcor is still good, but they bought back a huge number of shares. Uh, so I think people feel like steel is just price can go higher. By the way. People are looking for about 20 bucks for Nucor. They pre-announced yesterday seven seven fifty. Looking for twenty dollars for Nucor, and then twenty two dollars, and then eleven next year. Eleven. Eleven. Yes. So I mean, it looks cheap at four, and then it doesn't look so cheap if they only do eleven. So right. I don't know. We'll see if steel does what iron ore has done this year, which has not been pretty if you were long. No, you know, Jim. Uh, putting the whole week into some context, uh, I think the phrase is unsettled macro narrative because CPI was cool. Retail sales were good. Empire and Philly beat. And yet, Journal leads today with uh, transportation costs and Maersk up, upping their guidance. Uh, we'll get FedEx next week. Well, it, it is very clear that supply chain issues, we had a number cut today for CSX, RBC, why supply chain congestion? I mean, this thing doesn't go away. When we hear FedEx, I mean, a lot of people think that FedEx is going to talk about high costs. I don't. I think FedEx is oversold. But I do think that it doesn't go away. It just doesn't go away. And it's interesting that you mentioned Tesla. Tesla is importing cars to, to Europe from China, but China goes on unabated. They just don't have the supply chain issues we do. Right. They have other issues. Like, David. There are quite a few issues. How's, your, how's that Evergrande paper holding up? <laughs> do you guys know that? This is really good article at CMC.com that yeah. $300 billion in debt could default next week. 200,000 people work there. But at one point, the, uh, China's richest man, uh, I'm, excuse my pronunciation, uh, Yui Ka Yan, I mean, I should know him. He's trying, well, he's not part of the Common Prosperity Plan. No. No. It's potentially going away. That's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, a lot of, uh, lot of money. Um, a lot of money. China continues to be a concern for U.S. investors, although I don't know that we got anything new today. So I suppose there's that. Well, oh, we actually, you know, we did. Did we? Yeah, I mean, I we it. did. There's, um, As we see it, it, some of the bigger market cap names, of course, which well, global, are tending higher, at least. Global Times. Right global now. Times piece. Okay. Which is like Izvestia and Pravda yes. when we were younger, uh, says it's not too big to fail. Well, what does that mean? It means that those bonds, which they, they owe 83. They got, oh. You're talking about Evergrande. You're back to Evergrande now. Yeah, well, I think not Evergrande is. No, it's a big deal. Evergrande is kind of the biggest. Banks are on hook for $300 billion, could reverberate throughout the system. Uh, it, uh, they actually allowed a protest. A hundred people protested. That's like in China, a hundred people protesting. That's that's big deal. Mm-hmm. You have to get approval to protest. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, doesn't the Communist Party have to approve a protest? They, or they got a First Amendment there? No. They don't. Thank you. They don't. I rest my case. Um, we should point out this is a property developer, just in case people have it's not been following. It's the largest property developer. Following the story, no, it, it, it's the largest in the off. in the world, arguably. One of the largest, yes. It's, it's enormous. I just think it has to be on the radar screen because next week's the week that it could default. I'm sorry, I've not talked about it more. Um, I've been busy talking about 
Dogecoin or something, but this is a big deal. Yeah. It does feel as though, though, how, I mean, we could go back five years, 10 years, 15 years and talk about defaults of property owners in China. And it would always be a concern, and yet it's never risen to the level where it's actually... No, it's just Kyle Bass comes on and says, worry about it. Kyle's been talking about worrying about a lot of things in China for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's been a very big worry about China during the period when they've passed us in terms of growth and expansion. He's been worried. Well, they haven't really passed us in terms of the size of their economy yet. The number of hundred people make more than 100,000 when when I saw more there than here. Yes. I I think it's uncommon prosperity. When do you believe that they actually will have a larger economy than our own? you have a date on that for me? Uh, yeah, January 7th, 2023. No, I mean, I think that... Right closer to like well, 2027. Well, if, if Trump is elected again, I'd say... I mean, look at this fiasco of trying to get things out of Vietnam. I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. Trump made him switch to Vietnam. Haiphong Harbor can't even handle these things. Well, that's in part... But also there's supply chain problems in Vietnam terrible, because of COVID. Terrible COVID. And Malaysia as well. The journal reporting on that this morning. What kind of shot do they have that they have such... I mean, I say this only because there's a big Pfizer discussion today about how much we should get. Uh, Dr. Gottlieb, who's on the board of Pfizer, uh, talked about the idea that people who are older should get it. But this is going to be a very big decision today. Very big. I'm all over this thing. I've been talking to Pfizer. I have Dr. Topol on tonight, and my guard is the best authority other than Scott Gottlieb. And Dr. Topol told me, "Get uh, get the third before you go overseas. So we know where he stands. Get the third. 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 Uh, take the not. Don't, don't take the fifth. Take the third. Uh, we're, yes. We're, we're going to learn more about uh, the booster headlines today. Of course, the panel meeting next week. And Gottlieb was on Squawk Box earlier this morning talking about this very subject. Take a listen. An older population vaccinated a while ago. Um, there is clear evidence that the boosters can provide additional benefit. We know that population is uniquely vulnerable to COVID. To the extent that we're seeing rising breakthrough infections and some rising incidence of more severe disease, that's concerning. You know, you worry that that is sort of the tip of the iceberg, and you're going to start to see more and more old people, older people, become vulnerable. And so, I think we're we're likely to come out here is some recommendation around providing boosters, but bifurcating it based on age and people's circumstances. Interesting. Gottlieb has been pretty cautious about the fall, uh, especially in the Northeast, but he does have a new book. He talked to The Washington Post yesterday, and one of his lines was, just as we have Tamiflu for influenza, we'll have it for coronavirus. The technology will get better. Delta may be the last major wave of this virus. Look, he's been saying that we are peaking. Uh, David has been saying that we should, instead of talking about vaccine, which does matter, and Regeneron, if we can get well, I mean, there's two. There's Molnupiravir at Merck. We've been talking about it forever. Of course, we had you know, uh, my uh, friends at Ridgeback on a year and a half ago almost at this point. But they are there in phase three. However, it's, you know, we still have to see. They haven't unblinded anything. We'll have to wait and, and see. But the hope is that uh, these antivirals, and Pfizer has one as well, will be able to work very well, early stage disease, knocking down the virus effectively and be equivalent to, if not actually exceed, a Tamiflu. And the fact is, if you've been vaccinated, maybe we should be thinking about this as a flu. Anyhow, because the fact is that that it does not appear to have any worse ramifications for your health than does a a bad flu. Now, we don't have a lot of data on that. I'm listening to Gottlieb and others who say those things, but we'll see. That said, if you had a Tamiflu as well, if you got COVID, breakthrough or otherwise, that would be very helpful. Well, we know that, yes, they keep you out of the hospital, but... And if 99% of the people in the hospital are not vaccinated, 
Uh, the data that Dr. Cotton was referring to, it does say that after uh, 20, you know, this period, 20 weeks, goes down to 65 percent uh, for some people. The studies are not good in terms of the length. But I no, also but again, even if you do get a breakthrough case, which, as you point out, becomes more likely as the as the efficacy wanes. It's not going to end up in the hospital. But the other side's true, too, which is it's 99 percent. So why not go for it? The numbers are staggering if you get the third. I mean, the third. Why not go for it? And you could be in a room full of people with Delta. Right. You could be on Delta. No, just kidding. We saw the United Airlines think today I like, almost had a heart they're attack. They're fine. They're, I was at a heart attack. I was like, drowning every play. I mean, like, did you see that, that one? <laughs> no. I that didn't. was worse than the Walmart taking... Dogecoin, whatever it was that you said was cool. Oh, I said it. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. It was Litecoin, actually. Yeah, it was Litecoin. And they took Litecoin. the fall for it. Yeah. yeah they, oh, yes. boy. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I get it. Believe me. I think all the years. I usually know a fake press release when I, I see do. one. But this big, this crypto stuff, it's like you put a fake We're merger going in front of me. We'll have I'll crypto be the first more. one that says none of that makes any sense. I don't get it. But this stuff, it's like, oh, well, we'll go to the crypto. I know you're not a believer. I didn't say it. What? I'm going to roll you off the set today. <laughs> Fine. I doesn't bother me. No. <laughs> we're we're going to talk some more crypto, uh, including what Mark Cuban uh, weighed in on yesterday. Uh, a lot of news in the auto space for GM Tesla, as we said. Another downgrade of casinos here as we watch Macau. Uh, take a look at futures on this Friday. More Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Lucid extending yesterday's gains, one of the EV startup's luxury sedans has been rated at 520 miles of range by the EPA. That's the longest of any car rated by the EPA. Meantime, Tesla's Elon Musk praising Chinese automakers in a pre-recorded speech at a green vehicle conference in China. Take a listen. I have a great deal of respect for the many Chinese automakers who are driving these technologies. My frank observation is that Chinese automobile companies are the most competitive in the world, especially because some are very good at software. And it is software that will most shape the future of the automobile industry. This week's been busy between the Lucid rating, uh, Tesla, and now Ford doubling capacity of the Lightning, finally getting to 150,000 reservations. I think that, that Ford's numbers have to include the possibility uh, of a certain part of the battery being in short supply. Uh, that is the reason I mention is because we already have semiconductor short supply. So I happen to be a huge believer in Ford. I think they're going to solve these problems. But I just caution people that every time you get excited 
you have to remember that the semiconductor situation has not been resolved. Right. And they can have all the orders they want, but can they fulfill them? And that's been the issue. Yeah. Uh, shares of Lucid have had a good week. Uh, you know, we there's been some research that has been more positive than not. Other, not quite. Adam Jonas came out earlier in the week and was sort of not overly positive on it. But uh, uh, at Morgan Stanley, I'm talking about. But he does come out and give them credit for... Uh, this 520-mile EPA range. Well, that's, that's um, a big deal. He does say we're likely living in a barnstorming era of, uh, era of EV breakthroughs where records may be shattered on a regular basis with respect to charging times and energy density, range, cycle life, all the other important technological attributes required to replace gasoline in the years ahead. But he doesn't want to detract from this moment, which is a good one for Well, the we need him to talk about the issues with batteries because he has done more homework than anyone. Just spent a huge amount of time actually interviewing the players involved. We got him on Tech Check today. Adam, you do? Adam Jonas, yes. Oh, good. You guys are booking everybody. I know. We're the best. You guys have had a real heck of a week. Wow. It's, it, 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 Saudi is a now co-host, right? Uh, Nadella, Jassy, we call them co-anchors. But yeah, Jassy's yeah. a special contributor. Nadella only to Tech Check. too? No, or is that last week? I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Who's left that uh, they haven't gotten? Bezos. They haven't gotten Bezos. Bezos. They don't have Bezos. Yeah, they haven't gotten Bezos. No. Neither of we. You haven't <laughs> no. gotten Bezos either. I'm working on it. And you know who else? The guy's wearing the tuxedo uh, jacket there. He hasn't been on. Did you notice that Musk had a... Oh, yeah, like oh, a yes. I well, he, he had just thrown the, his after party for the Met Gala. So I'm sure he's in a Thank fashion you. tax there the poor. Like Did he have to said tax the poor on his back? I was wondering why. Uh, My wife said, can you get me a gown like that? I said, no. <laughs> no, I'm not getting you a tax the rich gown. Do they sell them? Well, I'm sure that you can go right now. You could spray paint something. Well, it's, it was, I thought it was a cool looking dress. There it is. has got going. those lapels. Yeah, nice. She spent $35,000 to go to that gala. So. It's a good look. Uh, you know, um, anyway, they haven't had him on Tech Check yet either. Tie, that's to be the look. And we'd love oh, to get we'd sorry. love to get Zuckerberg talking about this remarkable oh, week of reporting at the Journal. Amazing. And these internal documents. There's more today about uh, the percentage of posts that were discouraging the vaccine, even as the company was trying to promote it. Right. Oh, right. That's today. Yesterday yeah. was was Mexican drug cartels yes. and hit And men. the prior day was Instagram and teenage then, girls. And, and then the first one was right. You don't have to go on. Was it they? You yeah. don't have to go on Facebook. What do you expect? I mean, like Apple does take off things that we are hoping Wasn't it do. supposed to unite the world? But Facebook? Bring, yes. Bring people together. I thought that was Coca-Cola. What does it reflect about human nature that it, this is what it's become? I, you I ask don't you that. have to go on Facebook, okay? I don't, by the way. Well, then, I, I mean, neither do I. I don't. why is Never. this? I mean, my, my wife's watching Facebook last night. I'm, I'm watching the big giant win. I shut it off because I know after the pick, how could the, the Redskins come back? I mean, excuse me. Oh, my God. Washington team. Corrected. Corrected. But, uh, no, my wife said, by the way, uh, wait, is it, by the way, uh, the Washington team won. And I said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm on Facebook. What do you think I'm doing? I'm watching Facebook. She watches Facebook like it's a show. She's like, well, dogs, Facebook, Instagram. And I, you don't need to watch this thing. I, we got to move well, on. Meanwhile, if you but, watch the stock, it has declined a bit this week, but, but it has not been particularly uh, Because they're for small decline. business. I keep telling you that. You don't listen. Well, You're for you Walmart. I'm for Facebook. Trillion dollar market value. Yeah. Yes. Incredible top-line growth, to your point. That's right. No question. And supporting small business. When we come back, look at Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Got some decent gains in Europe, despite U.K. retail sales down four months in a row. 
First time or the longest stretch in at least 25 years. We're back in a minute. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome back. A little less than seven minutes before we get started with the final trading day of the week. And let's squeeze in a mad dash. Uh, we've been talking energy a bit, yes. and you have, and this is an energy name. Right. Earlier this week, I had Mike Worth, CEO of Chevron. A lot of people consider him the dean of the industry, and he is saying there's newfound discipline among the major, major players in the Permian. So we had seen that with Devin, not as big for Permian, but matters. We also saw that with, with Pioneer at PXD. Huge discipline, meaning returning cash flow. Well, this morning, perhaps the most aggressive Permian player, Diamondback, announces a $2 billion buyback, returning half of free cash flow. Half! So this is money that used to go, they used to borrow against free cash flow in order to drill. So the thesis here is, if you've got these companies not drilling and, and Aramco paying a gigantic dividend, then maybe you really do have a supply shortage. I think it's incredible that these guys are returning free cash flow. I think it's a great point and an important point that you're making, and we should we should pause on it for a minute because again, it goes back to the idea. Where were we? 13 million barrels a day out of the Permian Coming, when we were at our high. Well, when, uh, in this country, yes, because of Permian growth. And now it's nine. It's the Permian cutback. And, but it's not gonna. It's not going to improve because it's these companies have decided to return capital to shareholders instead it's, of put it, it in the ground. They're accelerating it to the fourth quarter. They were going to do it in 2022. They're doing it now. Right. Mike Worth is saying, Jim, your numbers are wrong. Okay, because you're using Permian numbers, presuming the free cash flow goes back into drilling, and it's not. Right. So I think people have to pay attention. We are going to be actually a slip into a what very negative situation. The commodity? I mean, you've talked a lot it's about that. It's got to go up. I didn't, lately, uh, but, but, but that all, could go to about, six. And oil. Did that. Yeah. Well, I now have to revise my forecast. I did not think that these guys would do this. I had Pioneer one to it's talk about it. Some independents then or some smaller this players who are scrambling. But what about, you know, this is maybe the you and I should get together and start, you know, Whatever I mean, you 75 say. bucks or whatever it whatever is. Whatever you say. We'll go by, we'll get in private equity, make a lot of money, not not produce anything and not get taxed. Guys at Blackstone move pretty fast. I they think they're are. already looking at it. Well, the, the, yeah, the Blackstone is, I'd say, the best. Remember when they bought up all those houses in yeah, like 20 minutes play. and they suddenly were the biggest realtor in the United yeah. States? I mean, maybe they're going to be like, none of the majors want to dig no. anymore. Maybe we will. Well, if they all get, you know, it's kind of a Mexican standoff. I mean, maybe nobody can drill because nobody else is drilling and then Blackstone comes in and wrecks it. <laughs> We're, by the way, that's probably not we're, true. Yeah, Maybe. we're just totally being making facetious. that up. But the this rest of it, matter. The rest of it, this we weren't. This is fact. Yes. Not the uh, uh, fact. This is the real fact. All right. We're taking a break. we got an opening bell right after this. Well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Where is it written that all the tax breaks in the American tax code go to corporations on the very top? I think it's enough. I'm tired of it. Big corporations and super wealthy have to start paying their fair share of taxes. It's long overdue. I'm not out to punish anyone. I'm a capitalist. That is the president yesterday uh, denouncing once again, Jim, the number of 
large companies that don't pay federal tax. Well, I mean, it's, look, it's easy to pick water, man. I know they did cut the rates, but the rates that they're talking about, raising them to, no longer are, are as competitive in the world. David, you know that one of the things that we did when we cut the rate was we kind of went to where other countries are. And we're going back to where we're not as competitive. But somebody's got to pay for something. got to pay for something. And 23, or 21 to 26. CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It is Ginkgo Bioworks celebrating its listing via SPAC. We're going to talk to the company's CEO in an hour. By the way, a longtime CNBC disruptor on our Disruptor yeah, 50 list. I've featured them, and they're real. Yeah. I mean, not just because they made a lot of noise. I know that's a fact. And at the NASDAQ, the metals company celebrating its recent listing via SPAC. We did not cover Dutch Bro last week. Now, this is now uh, more than double. This is a favorite of mine. One of the great, I told, once I told Starbucks, go buy Dutch Bro. It is a fantastic place to get a cup of coffee. Oh, my. It has been the hot deal, and it's not what people are talking about. Dutch Bro. Can you give me a symbol on that? Do you know? I, I mean, mean no. I didn't I drink the coffee. I mean, it's a uh, Dutch Bro. Uh, Dutch dice this there week. There it is. We got it. B R O S. This bro, so bro. Now you know. I mean, my daughter always said it's bro. Dutch bro. It's not Dutch bros, Dad. But what they do is they have kiosks, and you pull into a kiosk. I went into a Dutch bro. Listen to me. Don't listen to them. I went into a Dutch bro. I used to go to see my daughter in Oregon every quarter after I went to San Francisco. I went to a Dutch bro in the first quarter. And then I went back in the second quarter, and they knew my drink. Wow. Now, that's what I call wow. loyalty. Yeah. Well, no, that was what, Dave, don't just I'm not. don't that's shine amazing. me on. That's, that's great. I mean, my coffee guy here in, the, in my little cart knows my drink, yeah, too. Yeah, but you've been there 20 years. <laughs> this guy had been there 20 minutes. I said, oh, yeah, you like the X. This thing is such power. I mean, look out. This stock is the darling now. And it, look at this thing. This started trading last week. No, this week, they didn't come on. They were bumped, unfortunately. I'm trying ah. to get them on, trying to steal them from Tech Check. Yes. But uh, <laughs> this is, a, if you've ever had their coffee, I, they have a coffee that w- was basically 140 octane for me. I, I had one around 6 p.m., and I, I didn't sleep for three days. Well, that's, so that was one more day than usual. True. Yeah. But as we said, it's, you know, look at on holdings. Uh, oh. Above 40 today, it's another 7%. But why, why has it been such a strong week for the new small, issue? Not a lot of stock. They're cutting that amount of stock. And the companies, believe it or not, are actually very real, known growth companies. And they're working. Look, I had Weber on last week. Weber uh, announced a much better than expected quarter. And it's, it's done nothing. So, I mean, if you're looking for growth, Weber is a growth stock. We all know them as a grill play. I mean, there are plenty out there. I, it, it is very easy to be negative, like everybody's negative. But I saw this Dutch bro, and I saw, I, I, I saw on, on, and I said, there are some loyalty out there to owning companies. There are. Now, we still have an enormous amount of companies going public through SPAC. Obviously, today, Ginkgo Bioworks is one of the, one of the largest, Why by the way. Why can't that come public one of the largest. SPAC? That was an exciting company. Uh, you know, that's a good question. They did use uh, Soaring Eagle uh, to, to come public. But uh, Ginkgo Bioworks, I mean, it's a, you're talking a $14, 15000000000 billion value, right, but I why believe, would we raising, just buy shares in you know, Ginkgo? They only had a 50% redemption, which, by the way, is very low in this market. 
Um, on that note, you know, I've been following that closely. These redemption rates of oh. SPACs. You mentioned it to Gary Gensler. I did. I mentioned Chair. it to, Mr. Gen- uh, to Chair Gensler. He was aware of it. He uh, said it's an issue. CTAC uh, is the latest one where you had more than 90% of the shares redeemed. That's Cerberus Telecom Acquisition Corp. Uh, I love that. Um, it's trading right around 10. They did postpone their shareholder vote uh, from the 16th of September to the 22nd. But again, it comes back to the old minimum cash. Ginkgo Bioworks fine on that, right? Only 50% redemption, right. less than they expected, perhaps. But in this case, these guys are looking for $345 million minimum cash you need to close. Not clear they're going to get there. So they'll violate the minimum cash requirement. Then you need the company to say we're okay with that. That continues to be a question as well, guys. Should it be the company that decides and waives the minimum cash requirement or maybe the shareholders? Given the shareholders are voting on the deal prior to knowing how big the redemptions are as a percentage of the overall outstanding shares. Anyway, we're staying on this. That was the latest and one the that Net. had over 90% redemptions. What, what are we doing now, Iron Net? What about Iron Net? Well, I mean, that was the short squeeze. It's down seven today. It is. It's Wow. IronNet, yeah. yeah. Well, you reported on that. Uh, well, we reported on IronNet because it was similarly had a uh, 90-plus, I forget it was but 93, 94 redemption. you not take advantage and they of started, They started their corporate life, so to speak, as a public company with far less cash than they'd anticipated. But it has captured the imagination of a number of traders, uh, Jim, maybe even some of the memesters. I don't know. No, the memesters weren't out in full force on it. They, they were. I mean, by the way, there's a bunch of these names. Remember LIDAR? Remember that one? AI? Uh, I, I, L-I-D-R. Yeah, I like those guys. That's down 10% today because it was like up them. yesterday. Just kidding. You had, you had a bunch of names yesterday it, that it, got briefly yeah. memefied. TMC, the metals company, that's down 8% that today. Briefly. These wow. are all SPACs. OPAD, down 17%. OfferPad Solutions. In the meantime, so these great things companies are moving are, all over the there's place. There's like the oximity and upstart, two unbelievably good companies. Just real companies doing t- upstart, taking tremendous share, really doing great. Doximity, well, every doctor I know uses it. These are the companies that you buy. Look at that. When you look at upstart, that's AI loans. Wells Fargo went with them. That company is so fabulous. It's a Benioff company. All right, so there you go. Upstart and the and Dutch Brothers. Dutch Bro. That's my takeaway. Dutch Bro, Doximity, Upstart. Who needs SPACs? Why do we have to have SPACs? Those are the companies, though. Dutch Bro coming in here. It's coming in. Shouldn't have mentioned it. No, you shouldn't have. I jinxed it. You did. Uh, We're watching crypto today. Uh, Mark Cuban with a very granular thread yesterday about crypto, uh, saying that any discussion of regulation has to start with the fact that his view that crypto is not monolithic. He thinks stable coins will be the first to get regulated. He says, personally, I think regulation built around existing fraud laws is not a bad thing. Uh, says he's open to changing his mind as he learns more. By the way, as we're talking about this, uh, some headlines that the White House is considering new sanctions that would make it harder for hackers to use digital currency to profit from ransomware attacks, Jim. Well, that would be very good because unless they do that, I find the cybersecurity companies I talk to say, look, one of the biggest problems is, is that there's no penalty if you pay. And yet there's a penalty if you pay ransom for kidnapping. I'm going back and forth with Mark Cuban. I, I think that Mark is terrific. He's saying that if, Gen, if Gensler uses fraud laws and goes after people who rip off others, he's going to support that. Uh, and by the way, stablecoin, you're absolutely right. He wants, wants more regulation of stablecoin. Uh, they have rules that they follow or they can't be called stablecoin. That, I think, is terrific. So I think that Mark is representing uh, a view that a lot of people like I have on crypto, which is that we just need to go after bad people. We don't need to go after everybody. Come up, come up you know, have some rulemaking, 
Don't necessarily prosecute everybody, but have some rulemaking. Prosecute the bad guys. By the way, looking at some of these prices, there's some headlines this morning that we're in what they call altcoin season as minor cryptos take some share away from the bitcoins, the ethers, and the litecoins. Well, litecoin is getting crushed. David, that's I know you're close to that. Uh, Ethereum not doing well, and Ethereum is the one I keep hearing is what people want to be able to trade. Well, you, that's, you're an Ethereum guy. That's I what I've heard you guy. say that. Lock, stock, and barrel on Ethereum. Yeah. It's been terrific because I sold the Bitcoin and bought that farm. See, they're not securities, David. Right. Now, earlier this week, we did have the SEC chair join us on that very subject. Yes. Do you have a clip? We do. Take a listen. Wow. We encourage... Uh, the platforms to come in, properly register, work with us if we need to sort of sort through whether it's, you know, some of our some of our uh, laws written in bricks and mortar time, transfer agents. I know your listeners aren't thinking about that or custody. Maybe we have to adjust some things, but to work with us and to come inside uh, to help uh, this market. If this market's going to have any potential, it's not going to long survive uh, outside of an investor protection um, framework. Sounds like he's got Mark Cuban on his side on that in a yeah. little bit, right? He does, yeah. yes. Now, uh, Brian Armstrong, remember in that interchange, he was ready, he was hoping to speak with Chairman Gensler. It didn't happen. Uh, I also thought when he called uh, Gen- Gensler doing sketchy actions, I thought that was ill-advised. It was as ill-advised as that, as that pass by Heineke uh, when it should have run, but it managed to come back as the offsides penalty. These are ill-advised plays, and I think Armstrong's even more ill-advised than the Giants coaching, which is saying something, just in terms of benchmarks, you know, David. Got it. Thank you. I like everything comes back to the NFL. It's good. Why not? <laughs> yeah. The ratings are good this year. <laughs> um, Jim Whitehouse has a statement uh, saying that failing to raise the debt limit could cause a recession. I- why do they have to um, ratchet how, things up like that? How much are you thinking about this? I, I did a study of this, and you had to buy every time uh, some higher official said it would cause a recession. So I just got the buy signal from the president. Is that true? I know the president says he's a capitalist. Maybe he's focused on the work that I've done. Well, I mean, McConnell said it uh, in 2019 that it failing would be cata- catastrophic. 2011, you remember that decline? Oh, sure. Fiscal remember cliff? that decline? I was at Eagles training camp, and I was very worried about the team. But a guy who played cornerback, who obviously was not thinking about football, came up to me and said, hey, this debt ceiling, it's really a crisis, isn't it? I said, like, market's down 19%. You just got to go buy. He said, no. No, let me tell you something. This debt crisis is serious. When a cornerback from the NFL lectures you, go the other way. But you're not saying that we won't witness a game of chicken. No, but I'm saying that if we go down on this, you have to buy. There will be a game of chicken because we have two parties that are not as important as any business. Business is much more serious than government. These guys can play this game. Uh, but it, this is it's not going to end up being rebel without a cause where somebody goes over. Rebel without a cause. James, James Dean. Dean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You do? You've, well, I'm aware of it. Yeah. Jim Backus was in that. Was he really? Jim Backus. Sal Minio. What a cast. Powell was in What a cast. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Yeah, but not Marianne or or the professor or his wife. (laughs) Or, right, or Ginger. Tina Louise. Thank you. You said that in a way that tells me that you had a (laughs) childhood crush. We know what kind of guy he is. Who didn't? 
Not that I recall. There's a, there's a Marianne Ginger debate. Totally. There always is. Yes, it's true. It continues to this day. <laughs> Zelda went to Harvard Law, just, you know, if you want to keep track of people, like, leave it to Bieber. She was at Harvard Law. Keep, she did incredibly well. Speaking of people well. with advanced degrees, I think we got more PhDs on the floor than we ever have had here at the New York Stock Exchange. And yet they spacked. With this Ginkgo Bioworks. And yet they went and spacked rather than brought a deal. And Dutch, while Dutch Pro didn't deal. What does that tell you? I, I don't know. What does that tell me? It says that you didn't need to do a SPAC. It Probably just confuses not. things. It may. There was a, a lot of moving it, That was a disruptor from way back. They did fabulous things. I question, the, I question why they needed a SPAC. Why, we would, that stock would probably end up being higher if it had been a stock. Speaking of disruptors, guys, I did want to do a quick Faber report um, on Zoom and 5.9. Uh, listen, we, we, we talked... On the there and now, no, we here is the host of the Faber Report, David Faber. That's it. That's it. You don't need any it's of us. It's never going away. You don't need any That's of us. That's never going away, Jim. You don't need any of us. He's Johnny Gilbert's introducing the Faber Report forever. You can just leave, and I'll talk. <laughs> Let him do his thing. I want, I, uh, they still haven't figured out who they're, who's hosting that show. Just, just letting you know. Yeah, well, I just showed you. Empty chairs to him. Zoom went down a lot after they reported those earnings that were not well met by the marketplace. No. And they had agreed to buy 5.9. Remember, it's uh, uh, 0.5, uh, 5.3. And uh, shares, full stock deal was worth roughly, let's call it 200. Uh, it's not worth anywhere near that, although it is trading well above what it is near if you were to do the ratio. Right. This is a focus. It's a focus, certainly, for those who call themselves takeover stock traders or event guys or risk arbs, however you want to call them, um, because many of them are expecting that Zoom is going to have to raise the, raise the offer in some right. way, either add cash or add stock. I mean, if you were to top it up to 200 again, you'd increase pro forma, the ownership of 5.9 shareholders from about 11.2 to, I think, around 14%. Uh, so that's one possibility. They do have cash that they could use. This morning, as I tweeted, ISS, the influential, whether you want it to be or not, it is, influential proxy advisory firm says vote against. So you got this vote coming up. It's very unlikely that Zoom is going to win the is vote. Is Rowan saying anything? Rowan uh, or the CEO? Five, say again? Is, is the CEO saying anything at 5.9? Um, I haven't heard anything from him. No. Because I thought he was totally on board and he would not rock this boat. But he wrote, well, they're including Zoom in their, I'm sorry, 5.9 in their projection, Zoom is. And it's vital. Jim, it's not clear that they ran an auction. It's trading well below the price at which they, it was trading prior to agreeing to the deal. If you're a shareholder of 5.9, you can't vote in favor. Now, listen, the stock is not down nearly as much because of the widespread expectation that they will top this up to bring back value to roughly the level it was prior to Zoom's significant decline. But we'll see. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll choose not to. Are you telling um, me that, that they didn't try to get fed, that Rowan didn't try to get best price? That's ridiculous. I, you know, don't have money repeatedly. The, this guy is the background from the transaction. The background from the transaction is hard to conclude. I don't have additional reporting on okay. it. So I will back off on that and say I don't know. Well, they didn't think Zoom um, would be down 17 percent on that quarter. No, they didn't. They did. So it's a focus, Carl, for us uh, as we get closer no, to that date right. and or what Zoom's going to do. One of the larger deals of the year, by the way. It's a very important deal because Zoom needs to get beyond just being uh, a way to be able to communicate. They need this. They need call center. Cisco uh, has, has been there for that. And remember, uh, Rowan, by the way, is from Cisco. I think Cisco had an unbelievable analyst. Yeah, we, we talked Nobody about cared. some of the upgrades uh, yesterday over I, at JPM the, and Credit Suisse. The numbers are going to shock people. 
That was that was Credit Suisse's point. By the yes, way, two two calls we didn't get to today was Jeffries cutting Las Vegas Sands. Even now, very oh. early on that one. Uh, and then uh, and BMO cutting take two and slashing the target. By the way, by seventy five bucks. That's a very interesting downgrade because a lot of people feel that it's been going down because of NBA two K, which is a big game in China. China only represents three percent of their growth, but a lot of people felt that was the future. I think it's going down because the games are, are late and because Strauss Zelnick is not going to sell a game that isn't perfect he, in, in league with Rockstar. Strauss is a guy who is pro-gamer. He's thinking more about uh, what his real customer is doing than he's thinking about the Wall Street customer because he doesn't want to set people up for, for failure. But for being like that, his stock has gone from 220 down to, one, to 150 even though he, I think he's remarkable, Strauss, but Grand Theft Auto's also are under fire because of uh, uh, ESG. There's a lot going on in Take-Two that is not good, even as the company is an excellent company. Guys, finally, in answer to your question about uh, Zoom and 5.9, yes. the background shows there was no auction. There was CEO to CEO, and no, it doesn't appear they, they got, got a, a market price. check at all. They got a great price. Oh, it was that great a price. Well, it's a 13% premium. Isn't that big well, a premium? The stock had run up in anticipation. Okay. Who was, inter- um, who was interested in them besides... You know I, what? what? I don't know, but maybe they don't know either. Eric Yuan is... We don't have time for... Uh, Eric Yuan is fabulous. We'll talk Canadian doing- another time. All right. All right. All right. We're out of time. All right. All right. All right. Uh, watching equities here. Um, obviously on watch for high volume on this quad witching day. Dow's down 20. Uh, watch the bond report as well. Uh, Treasuries today, 10-year, 137. Getting back to that 200-day moving average uh, after a few days in which we did see yields drop. We will be right back. NVIDIA's Jensen Wong, Apple's Tim Cook, Tesla's Elon Musk, among those on Time Magazine's list of the 100 most influential people of 2021. Here's what Nike co-founder Phil Knight wrote about Cook succeeding Steve Jobs. This almost impossible transition was handled with amazing dignity and grace and announced to the world in his own quiet way, I am not the second Steve Jobs, I'm the first Tim Cook. And by the way, in the 10 years since, Apple stock has gone up 1,000%, making it the most valuable company in the world. Some of the other uh, business notables, Mary Barr is on the list, Jim, uh, Ken Chenault, Ken Frazier. No, look, I, this is, remember, it's owned by Mark Benioff. Mark does not interfere with any of these things, but I do think it's, uh, you know, I think that Jensen Wong is the most deserving, the uh, CEO of NVIDIA, which was uh, reiterated again today. Still one more recommendation. This thing, I don't think, quits. Uh, people talking about how they do not have, there he is. Now, he is not 40. He looks 40. Um, he's remarkable. That is a motorcycle jacket. His daughter is a member of the, is in the CIA. No, she's Culinary Institute. Chef. And everything I, every time I turn around, there's something new I learn about him. And yet he is the most humble of the executives. I, Tim Cook is very humble, too. But Jensen is a guy, when, people, when you ask people out there, who's smarter than you? It's always Jensen. I've never heard anyone say, well, any of them. It's always, well, you know, Jensen. And yet, you know, I call him Da Vinci. You call him Da Vinci. And they're starting to adopt my Da Vinci. So one of my friends over there says, you know what, some people are talking about him being Da Vinci. Oh, because he's an architect. He's, he's an artist. He's a writer. I mean, think about what Da Vinci was. Right? Yes. You ever go to Da Vinci Museum? Invented the helicopter and the, the, helicopter. the howitzer, basically. Well, they, those are things yeah. interesting, but 
Jensen's really the man who's invented the metaverse. Wouldn't you like to admit the metaverse? Great. Well, yeah, Facebook's going to own it, so that's good for all of us, for sure. Metaverse, he says, is going to be bigger than real life. Nothing bad will happen in the metaverse. You are so critical. It'll be... We're going to be anchoring from the metaverse in in no time. I'm doing the whole darn show from the metaverse. Why not? I'm a hologram anyway. It's true. We have to move on. Okay. Uh, Dow's down 80 here on this Friday. We'll get stopped trading with Jim after a short break. Time for Jim and stop trading. She's watching Thermo Fisher, by the way, just raise numbers. Their uh, conference, very important. Great stock. Okay, so, smoke, smoke. So anyway, this morning, uh, Bank of America reinstates Williams-Sonoma with an underperform. West Elm trees don't grow to the sky. <laughs> I think this is going to be wrong. I think it's, frankly, a fatuous, David, to use my word. I think it's a shame because I think that uh, Laura Albert's doing an amazing job and the margins won't be under pressure. And I do think that Delta is another reason to be in it. They do talk about that being an upside risk. I would not short or go against Williams-Sonoma and Laura Albert, but this uh, uh, Mr. Haas thinks that it's peaked. Interesting. I mean, last yesterday's retail sales print, furniture was up 3.7. Uh, she, she can deliver. She, the, the port issue is certainly with everybody, but she will deliver. I think it's an incredible model that she has in Omnichannel, constantly being underrated. Look at that stuff. So once again, someone else comes in and underrates it. And I think that's a shame. It's going to be wrong. I believe. I believe. All right, Jim. How about tonight? Okay, tonight at Builder Source, which is a, a company that can give you a read on uh, on shortages in the housing system, and then Dr. Topol, which, which will be in reaction to the uh, the Pfizer meeting this this afternoon, where I think that the elderly will get permission to take a third shot. Or as Dr. Godley said, you already said the older. First he said old, and then he said older, <laughs> and it's very different, old and older. Yes. Let me tell you, I'm sure it is. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're not old. You're Thank just you. older. I'm older. Older. Thank you, Dr. Godley. <laughs> we'll see you tonight, Jim. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.